folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blow, and I'm a big hand bopper. I'm sitting here with Jeffy D. What's up? And K, comma, T. What is up? All K, right. comma, we got, T. We got Calpacus, comma, Tim. I was trying to match a sort of rhyme, Jeffy D, with K, comma, T. A lot of people don't use the kind of comma version of their name when they're doing the initials. initials. Like, they'll say TK, but they don't say K, comma, T. True. That is very true. Whoa, we should get a we should do we need a so side host co-host. <laughs> oh boy. I don't a know. so host. Uh are you okay, hand bopper? You've been No, it is so hot here I can't even think about how to say co-host and side host. You yeah. just said your AC was on. I know it's on. It's still very hot. Ooh. Because I'm are, not sitting right next to it. Is it blowing hot air on you? I wish I was next to it. Yeah, I got it up to 80 right now. I, I if your AC's on and you're still hot, you might have a heat wave. Yeah. You might be sweaty. <laughs> you might have a global climate problem. <laughs> yeah, we tackle that sort of thing here on the blog. What are we going to do about this climate problem? Hmm. I bet we'll anything. figure it out by the end of the episode. No, we won't. We won't. We're too stupid. We never do. We try every week. That's what this show <laughs> was. We said, let's do one cocktail podcast and then one climate change <laughs> solutions podcast. We always get off topics. Take We take baths. We go get... <laughs> yeah, we get, get a little confused and we... Make uh, eggs. <laughs> Saber yeah. champagne. Talk yeah. about the best eggs. <laughs> hey, I saw some sabering champagne. I think, anyway. Ooh. You ever see the trailer for that movie, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? No. It's the new satirical uh, millennial Zoomer horror comedy. Well, millennial no. or Zoomer, choose one. Ah, Zoomer, let's be honest. Okay. And uh, Rachel Sennett's in it and Pete Davidson's in it. And I Is think it they do scary? some. Uh, there's, yeah, there's a, it's like a slashery thing. <laughs> and they do some champagne sabering. Really? And they must have listened to the episode. I said, oh, where'd you get that idea? Bodies, Is that the bodies, only bodies? slashing going on in the movie? Uh, probably not. I hope they got their thumb in the punt. <laughs> this movie's not out yet, right, Jeff? No, it's brand <laughs> it's like, new, coming out. It's funny that you started that with you ever seen the trailer for, like it's been out for like years and years. <laughs> hey, ever see that trailer for a brand new movie? Um, When I saw Nope, one of the trailers was for a film that I don't recall the name, but it was kind of an ensemble, maybe mystery-ish thing. And one of the guys in the ensemble was a guy I never thought I'd see again. Dicky Moltisante. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You thought he blew his one shot. Yeah, and, and according to a song I heard uh, that took place on a certain mile, mm-hmm. and a certain parent's mm. pasta. Yes. Uh-huh. You don't get. You don't get two. No, no, far fewer than that. <laughs> two, two helpings of the pasta? Far fewer than two. <laughs> two helpings of the pasta? Well, you can't blame Michael. We're pretty in the weeds with that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Uh, was the movie, Tim, you're talking about, is it a Christopher Nolan movie? Doesn't he have a new movie coming out Yes. Soon? Uh, now, I have not seen Nope yet. Me neither. I want to. I'm excited to see. I'm going to see it Friday night. Would you like spoilers? Because I can give them. Mm, to you. Nope, Mine, Tim. No. Nope. 
Oh, God. It was so crazy. All weekend, I'm asking people, hey, you want to see the movies with me? Go to the movies? Nope, 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 nope. Nobody wants to see the movies with me. Yeah, well, but if your question was, want to go to the movies with me, and they say nope, it sounds like they didn't want to go to the movies with you. No, Mike, yeah. are you sure you didn't ask, hey, you want to go to the movies? Anything you want to see? Yeah. That might have that might have been what you said. I know. They said no. They said no. We don't want to go to the movies with you. We don't want to see you anymore. Or hang out with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, it sounds, that's it really a sounds like one of those who's on first situations. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, guys, this is a nice thing this to read on the weekend, my relaxing weekend. Hey, what movie do you want to see? I don't want to hang out with you. Hmm. <laughs> Lose my number. Hmm. <laughs> Find a ledge. Jump off. Okay. <laughs> Find ledge. So cut, Go to the top the of any building. It. Why do you have so much trouble finding the ledges? Is nope good? Are you are people liking it? Um, I don't want to say I don't want to say anything because it's it's uh, I don't want to in- influence your viewing experience. Because I have yeah. not heard much about it, and I think that's because I, I avoid a lot of stuff. Yeah, but I. Uh, I mean, I could, I, I could give my non spoilery review. Do you want to hear my review? I yeah yeah I'd like to yeah. hear if you like it or not. I think it's so I'm a very very big admirer of Get Out right I think it's a very yeah, oh, yeah. same a very impressive impeccably written impeccable execution Now movie. were you on the US bus Now the US bus Hey man give it to me I love I love watching it but I felt a little bad if Jordan's going to try to make another masterpiece thinking every time he makes a movie he has to top himself and make like the most like pound for pound economically yeah, yeah. brilliant fucking thing that's a statement. Impossible. It's both a fun, scary romp, but then also really allegorical and impactful about the state of America. You don't yeah. get to do that twice. So my own little opinion that I can shove right up my ass is like, oh man, I loved watching us, like the tone and the Santa Cruz and the Heidecker of it all. I had a blast. But by the end of it, you're kind of like, oh buddy, you don't have you don't have to like you don't have to blow yeah. my mind every time. And okay. I thought, I, and us was trying to top get out and, and, and to me it didn't, but I still admire somebody taking a big swing. So I felt like in Nope, like it or not, whatever, however you feel, I was happy to just be like, this is a, this is a scary romp. And does it, is it Jordan? So there's some, you know, uh, uh, like important implications. Yeah. And does he write a bunch of cool ass scenes? No one else would write. Yeah. And, but it's like a scary movie. It's like, you know, like it's not, it's not trying, it's not self-important. So that was nice. Important. Damn, I like the, I like the Self-important. I also don't think the, the trailer reveals much. Yeah. Like, but that, but I like that. Yeah, exactly. The Us trailer was incredible. You remember the Us trailer? Fuck. <laughs> yeah. You ever see the Us trailer? You ever Wait, see the, Bodies, The Us Bodies, trailer kind of like spilled the beans, didn't it? But it it had that uh, I got five on it scary version, which is yeah. the only the only trailer where I think there's like a good scary version of a pop song. <laughs> That's what I really liked about it. I liked that boom, song boom, and the thing being boom, like, boom, oh, it's like an boom, Oakland boom, family boom. going to Santa Cruz, and it's like it just feels really specific and cool. Yeah. Yes. Good. Yes. Well, it's but uh, you know, you know, like when Maverick comes out, Top Gun Maverick or Elvis, there's like memes about it right away. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I haven't seen that with this, and I think it's probably because people. It's not like a people are maybe just don't want to spoil stuff, which is good. I've been but, seeing. Uh, I've been happy to see some memes from the rehearsal, like some out of context yeah, rehearsal yeah, yeah. lines. That's oh, cool. I finally watched rehearsal. I, I it's so good. 
No spoilies. Yes. I still haven't watched. Oh, man, um, <coughs> it's only two episodes deep, though, right? Yeah, uh, so far, yeah. Okay, good. He, the thing that he does that's so great is you see the rehearsal, you get the idea for it through the trailer, and you're like, oh, okay, great. He's gonna set this thing up. People are just gonna run through this thing that we want to, you know, eventually do. That's a funny idea. It's a great idea. It'll be funny. And then you get into it, just like every episode, Nathan, there's like these little folds and things. They're like, oh man, I didn't expect that. And yeah. like him to Middle add layers on top of stuff. And stuff. Oh man, he's so it's, it's so I mean, in that first the first episode, I mean I love the second one. But the first one is has some of the funniest Nathan stuff ever, and the roundabout ways of executing yeah. things are downright impressive. I'll tell you this. Episode two of the rehearsal. He's like, hey, I need a hat for the baby. And then a costumer yeah. runs over with a hat. Who is it? Bree Jorgensen from the from the Birthday Boys show. Yep. Wonderful. Good crew. Good crew we had. Um, um, also, um, a lot of people. I think Stu Adams is an associate producer on yep. the rehearsal. Oh, shit. That's great. I'll tell you, in episode one, he goes to the uh, the Alligator Lounge is the name of the, the bar. The that trivia they- bar? Yep. I did a show there like a week ago. Huh. And they've got a little stage in the back. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, my God, I'd just been there. Now they, re- <laughs> they rebuilt that bar up in uh, Oregon. You should go up there and do a yeah. show there. <laughs> yeah. I know. I wonder how far back in the uh, in the uh, building they went. Well, I, I got to come clean here. We're not here to talk about trailers and scary movies. We're not. And peak comedy television shows. We <laughs> here today are talking about a documentary about Machine Gun Kelly. The name of the documentary is called Life in Pink, and the blurb is thus. Machine Gun Kelly's Life in Pink is an in-depth look at the dramatic highs and lows of an artist chasing music's top spot while tackling noise from the outside world, stardom, fatherhood, and more from Hulu. Wow. Hulu. I like that this came up last week and we followed it like a stream of consciousness. Yeah, because Mike wanted to watch Minions. Jeff said, I'll watch that. And then I said, can we watch MGK instead? And then we said, put a pin in it, Tim. We'll get there eventually. (laughs) If you want to, you should put a pin in it. Uh, Here's one thing. Hulu. You got Hulu. You got Roku. You got Tubi. Uh... What's with the long U sound? Right. Um, right. That's good. That, uh, and can you marketing. guys hold on for one second? Yeah. Pluto hat. Pluto hat. Wow, look at Pluto that. Pluto TV hat. Pluto. I like that. You see Pluto? all your... See that's all the good. Birthday Boys Vue-boo. episodes over on Pluto. Vimeo. Well... H-Bulo. You know, there's. We used to say there's too many shows. Now it's like there's too many streamers. You know, with right. a long U sound. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so this is a this was a documentary about Machine Gun Kelly, the 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 rapper turned pop punk singer, rock yeah. rock star. Mm-hmm. He's rock star status. Yeah. Yes, don't try no. to put him in a box. If you were gonna put him in a box, you're gonna need stronger material, Mike. Jeff, you're pretty silent over there. Agree, disagree. He's rock star status. Well, the, he, he, I think it's been proven. <laughs> yeah. Two he number one albums in a row. Yeah, that's status. pretty rock star status. Do you guys remember the first time you heard of Machine Gun Kelly? Yes. It was from the movie Dirt. Huh? He Dirt? was in the movie Dirt. 
the uh, Motley the Crew. Molly oh, Crew. the Motley Crew movie. Is he? Who's he play? Is he? I'm gonna look that up. Uh, see who he plays. I'm not sure. I, I also I didn't see the movie. I can't imagine him acting. He's such a god awful. I mean, but, I know he's directed movies Tim. and stuff, but I've never seen. He's such, acted in a ton of movies. He's so insecure. He's so shy. He's a rock star who's oh, scared he was, to speak. He was Tommy Lee. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Dirt. Dirt McGirt. I sold tickets to my downfall. Man, those Motley Coo crew guys, they raised hell on the fucking strip, man. Oh, man. (laughs) Slash, man. He used to drink Jack, man. (laughs) But I would love to hear those Motley Crew guys listen to our blowout episode where we take on the strip. Yeah, that's right. We ate chili fries at Carney's, baby. <laughs> yeah, the only strip I'm used to these days is bleach strip for my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> You're used to these days. Yeah, that's the only one he's that used to these days. Yeah. Um, uh, I can't think of the first time I heard of MGK. I think it was around about the time where like there was an Eminem feud. Uh, oh, yeah, right. You mentioned that. I did, with I the green Eminem? <laughs> the conspicuously absent uh Eminem feud from this documentary anyway. Yeah. Right. Well, that's the thing that got me about this. When I realized not feud though. They talked I, yeah, about I didn't that. I really know what that was. But when I realized pretty quickly in this documentary that the, the narrator is Machine Gun Kelly. I was like, oh, yeah. "Okay. <laughs> it's um, just all it's feeding It's a puff piece. This artist and it, but I mean, it's so I, it's, funny. Like to it's done to with this, all artists. It's just like they feed into the. It's just one cycle of yourself. It's crazy. But with him, it's insane because there's a lot of documentaries or like articles or interviews where an artist's perspective is that they're being oppressed and held back. What this man doesn't understand is it's <laughs> it's everyone's individual opinion that he is bad. <laughs> like it's not, it's not like he's a woman and there's a glass ceiling. It's not like he's a p- person of color and there's prejudice. I myself <laughs> look at this guy and listen to him and say, he's bad. I'm not part of an agenda against him. I'm not teaming up. I, my right. own, my own opinion I hold so dear and true is that he sucks. And he thinks that anyone who holds that opinion is like somehow banded together. But I remember the, the fir- I had heard the name but the first time I became aware of him was him dancing on the conference table at his yeah, record yeah, table. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like yeah, rolling right. around. And I was like, this is the most uncool human I've ever laid eyes on. And it was right in that moment. He's trying to make the transition from hip hop to this yeah. punk album that we're supposed to think is so amazing. And I, it's just so funny to be like, I look at you, I don't like you, and now you're telling me that I'm being unfair. It's like, you're an artist and I I just don't like you. I'll give him this. He is a better rapper than he is a rocker. Sure. I haven't listened to his rap. I I only listened to like uh, letters of my, sorry, tickets to my downfall and... uh, Then you haven't lived. No, um, even... (laughs) No, like Hotel Diablo or something like... You're not gonna like it. I don't. I think it. I think it's dumb. I think he's dumb. But he rap. He's just one of these like rappers that raps fast. And you're like, okay, at least there's a skill set that this man possesses. You know. Yeah, and, and there is something too. To I've just I've got it playing in the background here. He's he's interviewing his daughter a lot, and so she's like, yeah, he works really hard. That's a cheap move. <laughs> it's a weird. It's, it's a weird move. move. So it is cheap. Weird. I I the daughter stuff pisses me off. 
I like the stuff of him rapping in the basement as like a dweeby kid. I thought it was weird. Yeah, those are always charming, you know, when you see somebody like starting out. Ah, man. It's tough. The first 30 minutes, I hated it. And I hated him. Mm -hmm. Um, The vocal fry narration is the worst. It's like he's so affected. Everything about him is extremely affected. affected. And then I think it's because the I think it's because the narration kind of like goes away slowly. Uh huh. But I did I did kind of find my defenses dropping about half an hour in, and I was just and I was just like, oh, I don't like this guy's music all of a sudden, but I'm no longer like I don't have like a knee jerk reaction to him. No, I think that that's what I love about watching stuff like this too. Is like. The point isn't to watch this man and love him or hate him. It's still a there's still a documentary here to watch. So I like watching a bozo go through changes. Truly. I like watching a bozo overcome. And in the studio. Yeah. Like he never looked more comfortable than when he was like talking to Halsey about doing another take and stuff. Yeah. I was like, oh, he does actually get a little comfortable when sometimes. When he's doing his job. And like well, it's not that I like that what comes out of it, but he does work hard. He has put in a lot of time in his studio. Like I'll watch thing, anybody in his studio. The work hard. I think you're right. That like, that's what I was impressed. You know, like I, I'm not a particular fan of his music or, or his uh, what style of uh, dress. But <laughs> it's I, I, I think to myself, I'm like, could I live this life if if I had, you know, went in the studio and did stuff? I wouldn't. I would not want to be. Flying all over the place all the time, getting up at 5 a.m. to do something, sign stuff. Are you nuts? I think I, I would, to get to make major label albums sounds like the most fun fucking thing in the world to me. Yeah, yeah, it would be fun. But that lifestyle is, like, daunting. Well, especially because he's getting, like, he is getting shit on constantly. Like, he does right. seem... For sucking. Um, for sucking. And also, uh, Mike, you're better suited for it than he is, like... I do think that he's but, like, but I'm an saying angry, like the jet setting in the arenas and all. Of I'm that. saying is as much, and it is it is in the first class everything, so it's very comfortable. But I am uh, the type of person where I think I would just be like, hold on, where are we going? I got to do this and this and this. I can't. Uh, but he's, I need he's to, a like, guy. Lay down and look at my phone. He's traumatized by a weird dad and doing mushrooms and stuff, and and like kicking the windshields out of his friends' cars and stuff. Yeah, what was that? He can't kick the you can't do. There's that. a lot of like weird angry shit where I wa- I was like, "Okay, this isn't all put on. You are actually kind of like an angry young man." Wait, where? Uh, when he when he like, kicked the windshield out of that van, that was like because there were cameras on him. Yeah, but then he also was like punching a hole in the ceiling and stuff. Like you don't just like do that. That's because he's a fucking rich dick. That's not cool. Yes, no, I'm not saying it's cool, but like I don't think that, then a, a a a minimum wage worker has to go fix that ceiling. I it laughed seemed at him. to me. No, no. I, I, let's be clear. Me, I don't think he's cool for this. You though. love right, right, him right. because he has pink hair and you have purple I, pee. I think uh, what what everything like the punching and the kicking stuff out is so like performative and i'm just watching now he's like climbing up on the tops of his stage and stuff it's like anything i well, can do to be different all the time uh, i will say he's not afraid of heights this man yeah he's dangling upside down there, there were several times well, where his I career said, has ascended to such great ones sure i said i said colson colson please colson please i call him kells um it, it's uh, here's what i'll say about this guy it seems exhausting to be around this guy he's yes. constantly talking about himself and how fucked up he is and it's just like, man, I, I would I couldn't hang out with this guy for too long. And like the when you talk about 
the perceived victimhood of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess he is, he is a victim of people saying he's bad, but he's a victim of being bad and people accurately appraise right. him. But, but like, I know that he, he came up in like a very sort of uh, like multiracial environment and he did come up poor, but he doesn't realize that like, Oh, a, a black rapper couldn't um, speed down the highway at night and say, sorry, just jamming super hard. I recorded a new song. It's insane and the cops say, to hear those cops be like, didn't right. we stop you for this before? The cops were like, you did this before. Right, right, right. Insane. The, yeah. uh, the, the little privilege the boy has. Um, you know what I loved was when he kicked out the windshield of that van and he's like, you're going to need a new uh, front window. And he said front window instead of windshield. <laughs> and I said, boy, you are stupid, man. Why? Why was the, what was the thing with uh, Conor McGregor throwing a drink at him? What was that all about? I think Conor like is probably just like you suck, fake punker. Fuck off. There was nothing personal. He just like saw a guy he didn't like from TV and threw something at him. I mean, I guess I don't know. He's a, he's a little uh, he's at a hair a he's hair a, trigger himself. Yeah, I'll yeah. tell you something about Conor McGregor. He can do whatever he wants to do across the pond, but if he sets foot in Los Feliz. He's gonna what? get, huh? Suplexed. Wait a minute. So this is this is like the, he gets the John Cena treatment. Yeah, from the team man. Wait, what's your problem with him? Uh, he's getting a little too big for his britches, and it's about time he got the people's elbow. Well, wait a pile driver. <laughs> but does he come into your, the comedy world at all? The way because I thought your whole thing with Cena was right. He, he does comedy, right? But so McGregor, he, he sells okay. whiskey. Is, is right, like, right. Yeah. Well, Cena sells whiskey too, so. Yeah, okay, so it's a whiskey thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're learning this. If this a wrestler is like, like or therapy, MMA and I'm guy. figuring out, oh, it wasn't a comedy thing. It was a whiskey <laughs> it was a thing. whiskey thing. Oh, yes. It has nothing to do with them both being big, muscly fighters either. Is anyone that makes whiskey. <laughs> uh, what's great about this documentary, I'm, you know, when he's like, in the studio, and he's got stuff written down. He's like, oh, let me just try it again. And he does it again. It's like, wow, okay, this guy's got all types of crazy... He's right. must be writing insane, in-the-moment poetry. And then oh. you listen to this. I listened to the albums, to, a couple of the albums today. <laughs> it's all just like, I feel alienated because yeah. you're alienating me. That's good. <laughs> Dude. We, we listened to Mainstream Sellout on tour in the van, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, the best oh, is yeah. when you see him, his head is in his hands, and you're like, wow, he's really like writing up a storm. And you see, and he's drawing like a shitty sixth grade cartoon of himself yeah. with like a broken heart, and he's thinking like, what is it? I'm fucked up. <laughs> yeah. God save me. I'm fucked up. Yeah. Like, give me a break, I dude. will say his lyrics, too, are so un... <laughs> it's not even... There's there's no like A to B. You you hope for like an A to C. He's got, It's just like A. Yeah. He's just saying like, I'm fucked up. People don't like me. You listen to my records and you don't like them. It's not, there's nothing, no like metaphor to it at all. See, I, I bet as a rapper, he probably did more just because there was so much more of that. Like, I don't know when you're a fast rapper, there's like a lot more to be said for the wordplay. Maybe. Yeah. I, I think that there's a certain personality that when they get famous, it's so funny that they think they need to strike back. We're, we're like, Donald Trump, I don't know. Have we ever come out on this podcast and just kind of said we don't really like Donald Trump? I don't know. I don't know if between the three of us off the pod we've ever talked about it. Yeah. Well, I guess <laughs> I, I don't know the how you guys feel about him. Never come up. Truth be told, I, I voted for Hillary, but mm. Donald Trump becomes president. Bernie bro here. 
Present. <laughs> yeah, but in the general election, damn. This this dude's penciling him in. I, uh, I vote for him every election. Um, Donald Trump became president, and in his daily press conferences, we, you know, reporters asked him questions he didn't like, and he was like, you're being mean to me. Stop. Stop. Oh, yeah, right, it's right, like, right. It's like, dude, there have been 44 presidents before you that dealt with this, and they, they just didn't focus on they didn't say the media is mad at me they would just like answered the questions they wanted to and ignored the reports they didn't want to but yeah. there there's a personality of pop star especially that they didn't realize that like every pop star it gets blowback and negative reviews and hate online more hateable ones get more, more hate online but the idea if you make a whole album that's like tickets to my downfall and you don't like, it, it's like, dude, you're just focusing on the people that don't like you. You think that everyone else is like, uh, one of my favorite bands is, is a truly reviled band vampire weekend from the beginning. People hate, hate vampire weekend, but there's a small, big audience that likes them. And they never once in four albums, like referenced to being hated because it's Mike like Mike fish. Mike. Yeah, right. They don't, they don't, uh, well, they're so, the lyrics are all kind of kooky anyway. But like <laughs> Trey can look out at 80,000 people and be like, this is enough. I'm happy. Right, right. I don't, I don't I need to obsess about the people that are making fun of me. It's, it's, uh, I, I kind of felt the Kanye thing here too, where once Kanye reached a certain point, all his songs were about his, his success and people not liking him. Yep. yep. Uh, it's because all of these guys had. Bad dads, and they're trying to fill a hole. We got to hook these guys up with some Dave Kalpakis, man. But but yeah. I also think it's it's just like a self obsession thing where if you're just thinking about yourself all the time, you only kind of are thinking about yourself and writing about yourself. Yeah, you're in a vacuum of content. You have to expose yourself to things. That's uh, I like. You're right about Kanye, but at least Kanye has interests and goes to Paris, you know? And oh, sure. Like, like Kanye is a million times better than that. Like, he's doing interesting things and his music is interesting. Uh, this is yeah. a borrowed form of music that died out and is coming... Uh, is it coming back or is this guy the only guy doing no, it? No, I mean, people are doing it. No, they acted like he invented this. He was making his album the same fucking time Olivia Rodrigo made a pop-punk album. Everybody's uh, making pop-punk albums. And, and he oh, made yeah, it yeah, seem yeah. like coronavirus chased him back to the guitar. And again, no mention of Eminem kill shot, which everybody should listen to. Wait, what is it? I, I the, the, the blow by blow is that I think um, MGK either hit on or harassed or tweeted at Haley, Eminem's daughter. And oh, right, okay. MGK was a big Eminem fan. Growing up, he he was a stan. And he looks, um, he looks like the stan from the video. Yeah, exactly. And then. Um, Eminem was just like, so, so back off or whatever. I th or I think he called Diddy, who signed MGK and was just like, hey, get a leash on your boy. I think Puff Daddy was a producer of this doc. Yes, exactly right. He's He sort of co-signed MGK. And then uh. MGK came out with a song which whose name I can't recall and video that was like targeted dissing Eminem for being old and on, on all that stuff. And then Eminem came out with Kill Shot, which kind of goes down line by line and just takes uh, Colson apart. That's sad. And then that's when he left rap. Like 
<laughs> like, oh, no, really? No. Then that's why he was like, oh, I found a guitar. Yeah, and he was just like, during coronavirus, I don't know, I just like re fell in love with guitar. You that's know so funny. I'm looking at the lyrics, and this is so harsh. The first line, it's like, you sound like a bitch, bitch. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> to just say, shut the fuck up. There's something, like, this guy reminds me a lot of uh, uh, Eminem because of, like, talking about, like, a mental problem, like, mental anxiety, or anxiety problems just mental problems and being on drugs and doing drugs but Eminem did it with such more like uh skill and humor to it and a take on it this oh. guy is just stating facts the sense of humor is the big disconnect yeah 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 i loved when Eminem took trump down <laughs> Oof. Have you guys seen that? It's the dumbest video on earth. Uh, I prefer Venom, Venom. <laughs> Have you seen Eminem Sorry, like walking Venom. around a garbage, I mean a fucking parking garage and he's like, Trump, you are a grump. We should never. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, I remember that. Trump is it's a grump. the dumbest shit. Uh, two, two things I wanted to point out about him. Trump? The, the disconnect. <laughs> the disconnect in Machine Gun Kelly's head. Yeah. At one point, he says about a Hotel Diablo, the actual music is good. And he, to his understanding, his antics and behavior and look get in the way. Okay. And yet, later in the doc, he gets reviewed. And he says, when people shit on his music and his shows, he's like, they don't know me. Why don't they dig deeper? <laughs> And I'm like, what would be can't... our motivation to dig deeper if we hate the music? <laughs> Why would you listen to bad music and then dig deeper? Also, yeah. this guy's look, change your look if you're so sad. Your hair is so perfectly messed up. It's like meticulously disheveled in <laughs> yeah. your talking heads. And, and it's like, if you don't want people to hate your hair, stop dyeing it pink. <laughs> there, there, was a, there was a moment in this. I forget what he was talking about, but it, it, I laughed out loud. Uh, LOL, if you're on the internet. Mike! Uh, he was, like, talking or complaining about something. He's like, no, nah, we just, why can't we go to this thing now? Like, what are we waiting for? Something like that. And the camera pans to him. He's got, like, this huge hoodie on with these giant safety pins all over it. And I was just like, oh, he's <laughs> taking this guy seriously. Um, when Yeah, when he's, uh, I had a little, like, pang of flashbacky anxiety when he was, being like, I want to change the album cover. And his manager's just like, okay, so where you have to push the release date. He's like, nah, I just want to, why can't we change the album cover? I have the same release date. I'm like, I've worked with a lot of uh, weird people <laughs> that talk like that, where you're just like, it's one or the other. Yes, change the album cover. It's like, I'm not saying we can't. Yeah, I'm just keep saying. Keep the release date or, yeah. or keep the album cover. You can't, you can't just do two things that exclude each other. Um. What was the... Oh, Jeff, did you have, you had another thing you wanted to say, I think. Oh, yes. Okay. The the other sort of like weird, weird thing where you can't have it both ways. They're going on tour and they haven't even dealt with the lights yet, which feels like faux drama for the documentary. It's yeah. like, we haven't even put together the show. Yeah, who cares? We yeah, don't that, care. that the stage show, was the pretty show's going to suck, so who cares? That stage was pretty built by the time when they were bringing that stuff up. They're fine. And like, but at one point he's like giving a bunch of notes and pacing around and you can tell like, again, just kind of insecurity and the cameras are on him. And he says to the lighting guys, all this drum and bass and like, this is the show. Come on, like fancy up the lights. Uh huh. 
And then like two. Oh, I thought he was saying the opposite. I, th- I thought he was saying focus on well, the art, get rid of it. That's light. okay. And then like two seconds later, he says, "What's all these effects? Just show me what the art is." This is like putting a. This is like having a Picasso painting with Instagram filters on it, and it's like. <laughs> Which is it, man? Yeah. Also, so funny that they, they they had given us the drama of like, we don't have much time to dial in the lights. And then he's like, no lights. And we're like, so sh- shouldn't this documentary have edited that previous concern? <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm also calling bullshit on him getting the news on the phone about the second number one. Oh, yeah. After all that. Oh, and he's just kind of like, oh, like cool. they're they're getting to the point of like, he's a workaholic and he's like pushed everybody away. And it's like, yeah, he gets yeah, number yeah. one, but for what? And he... And he gets number one for the second album and he's drawing his cartoons. And like they only made the point in the last five minutes that he's alone and he's a workaholic. Like there's one shot of him at a computer alone and I don't buy it. Like there was I, one thing I like about it is that he's kept the same collaborators the whole thing. Like he keeps. Yes, yeah, band was all the, the band is in the studio and with him on tour. It, it makes him likable that he kept the weird bass guy well, around and stuff. It's so obvious that a movie like this has to end on him being yes. like devoted to his daughter and, and his right. relationship or whatever. But then there was, we didn't watch the arc. Like he comes to the realization that he, his daughter is important to him by by no actions or any scenes that happen. He just says that. And then he's so gross in his closing thing where he's like, my next number one album is my daughter, whatever mm. she wants to do. That's my legacy. And it's, it's like, no, no, no. It should be like you just spending time with her. It's not like you now being like a weird fucking guy. Who's Turning it into a weird daughter. fucking thing. Yeah. Because she seems miraculously chill and well-adjusted. She's like making a straw. She's like baking something and being I was warm. surprised too. I was like, wow, this person seems like uh, very adjusted. Yeah. Well-adjusted. But, but like for a guy that they like is a workaholic and does have issues and he's trying to fill a hole. Don't, you can't just in the, in the last five minutes paint him as a guy who stays up all night on Pro Tools. I don't think he knows how to use Pro Tools. We haven't been watching him for an hour be like, I'm sequestered off alone doing my <laughs> thing. It's like, this guy has support. Yeah. This is this is not one yeah, of these, Yeah, no, he's like, not making deal. He's sequestered off alone, like, thinking about himself all the time, but he's yeah, not Yeah, that's making, different. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I did like hearing a lot from Travis Barker, possibly the most I've ever heard from Travis Barker. Yeah, he's always such a quiet guy. Yeah, it's also funny. Travis has always been the quiet guy in Blink One Eighty Two. You're like, well, he's this amazing drummer. Always, everyone kind of you kind of feel like Blink One Eighty Two is this kind of poppy teeny bopper band, but he's the best musician. You know, like there's few bands where like the drummer dominates, mm-hmm. and um, very funny to finally get to spend time with this. I've admired him as a drummer for my whole life, and then you finally see get to know him a little bit better, and you're like, uh oh, is he dumb? He he's dumb. Well, oh, he's just shy. No, he's not shy. He thinks Machine Gun Kelly is a really good writer. Oh, he's too shy to tell him otherwise. <laughs> he's too shy. He makes two albums with him, spends all yes. his time with him. <laughs> that might be um, some green helping uh, him make those albums. What, like a frog? Uh, you could buy a lot of frogs with the stuff yeah, I'm talking about. You could buy some frogs. Yeah, you get some oh, frogs in the old bank dollars, account. You know? Dollar, dollar bills. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like, I, I felt everything in this was... Uh, an act and it could have just been like, Hey, uh, Travis, we're making this thing. You, uh, want to get paid some money to be in this documentary. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. But you go on the record right now, Travis Barker, dumb or smart. I say dumb. Smart. (laughs) Smart. Smart man. (laughs) Smart. I think he's smart. Jeff. Genius level intellect. Yep. No, he's dumb. 
No, he's smart. I think he could take the SATs and whoop ya. No, he's smart. He married a Kardashian, Tim. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, who- that was so funny that it's like, Machine Gun Kelly, by dating, I mean, by working with Travis Barker, is then in scenarios where he's around Kourtney Kardashian, who is, I mean, Kim Kardashian. Oh, yeah. Around, Travis is with Kourtney. Kourtney yeah. is sister to Kim. Kim is dating Pete. Therefore, Machine Gun Kelly knows Pete. It was so funny in this in the there's a scene in the towards the beginning of this doc, like to show that he's friends with Pete. And it was two clips back to back that like mess with my brain because one, it's like he's sitting next to Pete in real life when they're talking. And then it cuts to him like doing like a fake FaceTime with Pete that felt like they had like put the pic image on the phone. <laughs> and it was just like, wait, I just heard like two Pete lines and they were like, lead with the Pete, Pete. We got to get some BDE. BDE? E? You got to be careful with BDE because you don't want to get ED. Yeah. Yeah. What, what good e- is your BD if you got ED? <laughs> that's good. That's a good. That's a, damn, that, Tim's got bars, dude. That could BDE be a good, uh, could lead no, to. I think of that as a commercial. Hey, what good is your BDE if you got ED? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. It's a commercial for having a hard dick. <laughs> Hey, have a you, have a, a little dick that's really hard. <laughs> hard little dicks only here. At hard little dick. Uh, the part where where uh, Kells is talking about his relationship with Megan Fox, he's like, "This this type of thing we got the passion. This isn't like this isn't the fairy tale they tell you in school." <laughs> It's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, what are, what fairy tale do they tell you in school, you what, fucking moron? Like, like, is, is this a fairy tale, but this is the one they didn't tell you in school? Or I don't yes. understand what that means. Well, it's for... I didn't get it. It's for, I don't know. I feel like this is for kids. It's you know, for like, his, what's this the felt demo like more here? like it's for his fans to but, but like, keep them on his... But who's his demo? Um, yeah, what? I watched who's his, this, who's his demo? I watched this documentary... I watched this with my 14-year-old niece, and she did not like it and doesn't like him. I was so happy. She knew him already? Like, she was... Yeah, she was like, I don't like him. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but she, like, I, laughed at it the whole time. Like, this guy is cringe. Well, that's that's kind of cool that it's, like, it people can see through it. Like, his target audience can see through it. Yeah. Because I wouldn't... She doesn't see through other phony stuff, but he's just that phony. Mm-hmm. It's this is night and day uh, for me with um, our experience with a hundred Gex. Yeah, I, I went into that being ready to hate it and oh, was oh, so yeah. turned around. And this one, I, I guess not night and day because hundred Gex is like a sense of humor with they know what they're truly, doing. There's, that's, there's that's a the wink difference. there, and there's there's some artistry and like it's trash art, but it's art. Yeah, yep. Um, but I I I don't hate MGK like I used to like. I used to just be like his mere presence. I would like. Ooh, I, I would find like him click off-putting. away. I'd find revolting. And this, I'm just like, go ahead and do your thing. It's just not for me. Is sort of my, sort of my takeaway. Oh, you'll let him sell out stadium tours, Tim. I will permit it. That was the other thing. Like <laughs> how those those were huge venues, and like this guy is so popular <laughs> for to, for a genre and a type of guy who is very off putting. Uh, it's amazing. There's just so many people in the world, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's doing the thing now where he's uh he's in Venice Beach doing his free gorilla concert and he's standing up on top of the speakers. We could do that. 
Oh, no, this is what I was going to say. Remember before I was saying it was, I don't think I could live this lifestyle? Mm-hmm. It's, it's the stuff where he's like, I made, I made a movie. I was into movies. I am torn. Like, there's so many extra curlicers. He made, like, a, a fingernail paint. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's the workaholic need to prove myself part of him that is those that's things the were stuff all bad. I couldn't. If it was one thing, I could do the one thing. But I couldn't wrap my head around all that stuff. Well, you shouldn't and you wouldn't. If you were a rock star... It would be enough for you to just try to do a good job being a rock star and not no, make no, a graphic no. novel. As soon as somebody approaches you and says, we have an idea for Han Blush, you'd be like, I'm in. I'll sign <laughs> on the dotted line. I'm like, do I have to do anything? No. I'm nice. going to make how many millions? Yeah, I guess I guess these people don't do much more of just after putting their name on it and showing up somewhere. Who knows? I don't know. Um, it'd be nice to find just, out. This seems like a lot of stuff to do. What do you think of... We grew up in the pop punk era, and then you kind of knew. I liked a lot of that music, and I knew to separate it from like punk punk. You like it's. It was very sort of like, thou shalt not refer to some forty one as punk. You, uh, and then it's funny to live long <laughs> enough to see uh, pop punk go out of style, come back in style, and be a thing that you can have a little reverence for if you're Olivia Rodrigo or whatever. Where do you think the line is when you guys think back, like, you could admit to liking Blink-182 now and not call it a guilty pleasure. You could just be like, yeah, I like whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I like the, the Tom, Mark, and Travis show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, where, but, but it's still like, if you were driving around at our age listening to um, the starting line or something, or like... yeah. Or newfound glory, maybe. Mm-hmm. That stuff was a little more emo, wasn't it? Sure. Because mm-hmm. I, I, the pop punk I'm thinking of is stuff like Blink One Eight Two, and I don't know if it's pop punk, but like even Green Day, No Effects, or yeah, Green Day. I think all the stuff, the pop punk stuff I liked, was again had more of a sense of humor to it. What about uh, like um, Dead Milkman? Oh, that that song. Uh, Who's the, what's the Dead Milkman song? Bitch and Camaro. Oh yeah, oh they're very yeah they're very oh, that's like fun. funny. But but what's the other side of it that's more like emo and just like takes itself seriously? Because I can't I can't think of those bands. I mean you know there's there's just too much you can't even fucking say anything without people trying to fight you on where you define the line between uh, pop punk and emo because there's very few artists that. Really, nothing that got big, in my opinion, is emo. Like, I think of emo as like Get Up Kids and Sunny Day Real Estate. Wait, is that it? Sunny Day, yeah, or Sunny Day Real Estate. Mm-hmm. But like, there's a lot of people that would are like, you know, emo, like Good Charlotte. And I don't think Good Charlotte is emo. I think uh, that's pop punk. But I, I they're know all be- those bands blend together. I, I and, and though they, and they should, Michael. That's it's yeah. okay that they do. I mean, I really think that any anyone that. Nobody wants to be called either emo or pop punk, it seems. Those are very seldomly like embraced. Well, I think more recently pop punk is a badge of honor. Is is cool to bring back. Even emo, but like at the time. Trying to think, what did I like? Like a pop punk band would be like, we're punk. What are you talking about? What what, what album I admit to, and I think you guys like this album too, I think it's good, is Black Parade by My Chemical Romance. Yeah. Never heard. Love it. Oh, it's it's cool. I, it, I mean, it's I've heard like, uh, I've heard Tim sing karaoke of it. I thought that was good. That's all you yeah. need to hear. That's the best. <laughs> it's just, it's Probably like the best bit. execution of it, I would guess. But those guys are emo. 
Well, I would say. I don't know. This whole I, this is just a conversation where you just can't get it right. The Discord is going to fucking tear us apart. Because it's oh. all, like, to, to moi, I think pop punk is like, starts with Dookie, and then is anything that's ah. like following that, like the offspring or anything, or, or Blink-182, something that's like, yeah, man, we're getting videos on MTV and we're fun, skate punky, catchy pop music. And then there's this other genre that's that's emo. And yeah, as you get into the early 2000s, sure, there are pop punk bands wearing eyeliner, but does that make them emo? I just don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. Difficult. It's a difficult. I'll tell you this. Thing. I've been corrected by dudes on either side, you know, like <laughs> harshly. People will be like, that's not emo. And then they'll be like, that's not pop punk. And it's just like, you guys hate each other so much. The the world, I'm I'm trying to help you out here, dudes. <laughs> You're making it difficult for me. Yeah, even on the Wikipedia, it says, and I bet it just depends on how old you are and how where your line, your personal line of legitimacy lies. But it says on Wiki, so don't at me, Pop punk emerged in the late 70s with groups such as the Ramones, the Undertones, and the Buzzcocks. 1980s punk bands like Bad Religion, Descendants, and the Misfits were influential to pop punk. That's way further back than I'd be thinking. Yeah, but if you say the Ramones are pop punk, then there's no punk. What's before? Yeah, that's, that's what I would think. Just, yeah. Like the Stooges or MC5 or something that, that wouldn't call themselves punk, they would call themselves rock bands? So what what's the distinction? Is like are the choruses a little catchier? Are the structures a little bit more radio friendly? Like how do you make those distinctions? I, I think it's the ethos of like a real punk band wouldn't be on a major label. Yeah, or blah, like blah, would blah. have like social more socially progressive lyrics and not just but be I mean, about like when you hear it, you know. I mean, Green Day is obviously pop punk because it's pop and it's catchy pop music. Yeah, but if it's the first if 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 it's the first punk you ever hear, it's punk. Yeah, but let me ask you. Th- but but Green Day, there's nothing anti-establishing. Green Day is like Shay, Shay, Jim's and silence. It's but like, it's he's not. But it's Gen X apathy. He's not saying like that. The God save the Queen. You know, that's true. Sex Pistols. Yeah. That's punk. It's not he, anarchic. But, but here's a funny thing about like, there are people that would you know Blink One Eighty Two is like the definitive pop punk band. But then when they have that album where it's got like Where are you when I'm so lonely? A lot of people would call that emo, but it's just because it's sensitive, emotional lyrics coming from, but it's come from Tom DeLonge. Uh, a skateboarder. Yeah. <laughs> but, but well, have you listened yeah. to like, uh, the get up kids or something? It's very different. It's now it's, it, the, the guitars, you're not getting like a big, like root note guitar. It's like not going, why, why you always leave me when I'm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. It's it's like scrappy. Know that gu- song. There's a lot of clean, fluttery guitars, and the emo lyrics Ooh. are like very emo. It's like, um, it's like last night on the Mass Pike, I thought I was losing you, and it's very <laughs> precious. And that led to more like dashboard confessional type of ah. Stuff. Hey, do you guys you guys do Death Cab? I don't do Death Cab for cutie. I don't know. But I love Postal Service. I only like that one Postal, oh, yeah, Service, Postal song, Service And I don't really... Death Cab never... No, I never gave him a chance. It's funny that they're so similar, but when I'm like, hell yeah, and when I'm like, yo, miss me with that Death Cab. I one time was sitting in a waiting room at a hospital, and uh, Natalie Portman sat down next to me. She was like, listen to this. It'll change your life. 
Yeah. And I said, That was the Lady, shins, though, Mike. I don't, was, that was the shins, hmm? though. That was the shins. I know. It's an I, indie I sh- band. Nothing to do with it. I didn't listen to it. I didn't listen to it. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you said polite no pass. Polite pass, Natalie. I said, I don't know you and don't put your earbuds in my ears. Share, I don't want to share headphones because I don't want to get lice. That's disgusting. <laughs> I, we're both in a, a hospital. I don't know why you're here. I'm here for ear fungal. <laughs> I'm here for fungus ear. <laughs> Well, she uh, yeah did, took offense to that and said, "Fine, and you're not going to listen to this cool music." I said, "I don't care." Well, you joke, but I once saw Natalie Portman at the little health food store by me. Oh, you joke, but I've seen her up at the tennis courts in that little tennis courts by you. <gasps> oh, you joke Damn. about tennis, but I saw her at the after party of the MTV Awards one time. Ooh. Oh, I think I did too, Timmy. Yeah, this is the very same one. Yeah. Hmm. The stage setups he's got here, I, I really like those flames shooting all over the place. Mike, be, we can do that. I'll do that. That would be get, cool. I'll get that going for you. That'd be Next very sloppy cool. boy show. How long of a show do you think he puts on? Or, or does like an act like this put on, a big act? I would guess 74 minutes. Yeah, okay. So it's like, it's a that's pretty long. That's good. I don't like the idea of uh, somebody being big and coming out and doing like a half hour. And leaving. Oh, like when we saw Art Brute and Rick Rubin walked out? <laughs> well, he walked out. Art Brute stayed on for another 15 minutes. It's a short show, though. It was like a 25-minute show. Yeah, they were doing their first album that had like not a lot of songs on it. Art Brute. Got right I like when stuff. bands do like an album as a show. And it's funny how quickly that that comes around. Well, like. that's become, I think, just like a in the past... 10 years type of thing where older bands have come back like, you don't like our new stuff, so we're going to sell tickets by doing it's this. It's smart. It's a great way around admitting you're a nostalgia act and it feels yeah. like it's a tribute. Like I saw the Pixies do like Doolittle and then they had, they had a greatest hit set as well, but it makes you feel like, right. yeah, well, we're doing Doolittle. We're not really, oh, I think the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs did like a Fever to Tell show I missed, but they're coming back to the bowl this fall. Yeah, like I saw a billboard where Tame Impala was doing lonerism. And it, to me, I was like, well, that's kind of new. You can't do that. Right. So that's kind of cool because they're not but like a. But it has old... been like seven years, you know? Yeah, but th- I think that's that's not them being like, you don't like our new stuff. They're just doing like an album they like. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. though, to not wait until your new stuff sucks and just be like, yeah, yeah we're playing an album because it's a fun I thing. I don't know much Tame Impala. Oh, it's Should I? 10 years old, 10 years old. I think the first two Tame Impala albums are good. I'm not like a fan, but there's there's kind of, you always know when you hear it. It's a very iconic kind of bass sound. And yeah. some of it is very um, 60s psychedelic. Like some, he sounds like straight up Paul McCartney sometimes. Ooh. Sir Paul. Sir, Sir Paul. Paul. Very nice. Very good. Elephant. Um, what is the... What uh, what do you, else do you have to say about Machine Gun Kelly? Not much. Wrap it really up. Really good. He's very good. He's good. He had a little run in Slipknot. He didn't seem to enjoy that. I don't know if Slipknot enjoyed that either. Ooh, the I Slipknot it, guy. That's one of those <laughs> those feuds I don't know which to be on side to be on because I'm like, I don't like Slipknot, but I've, I haven't given him a chance. I know the Hot Topic crowd has stayed with them forever, so I'm like, who knows? Maybe it's a fun world. Maybe I just don't get it. And then right. when I saw his interview being like, some people, uh, and, and I, he was being so fucking smug that I was like, wow, this Slipknot guy sucks more <laughs> than Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Do you know what happened there? Like what what their beef is? Yeah. 
the Slipknot guy was asked to do a verse on a Machine Gun Kelly song. Machine Gun Kelly didn't use it. Oh. And that's that. And that's how it goes in this... Slipknot guy got mad now. I thought it was for a while. I thought he was talking about the guy from Slipknots. <laughs> yes, yes. I'd go to a Slipknot concert and see what they're all about. Yeah, that does seem like, a fun, in the same way you go to Guar or something, you're like, this is going to be a spectacle. Yeah. Ooh, Guar's speaking of which, there's a new Guar documentary on Shudder. Oh, that's let's good. watch. We can, I do can we do trial? three in a row? That's wild. I don't have Shutter. How how can I get around that? I'm sure they got a free trial. Well, we don't have to do the the Guar one right away because it's not like people are talking about it. That's true. Yeah. Plus, it's not even Halloween time. Yet. Let's do it around Halloween time. Yes. <gasps> mm, yes. Uh, now going back to right at the beginning, we were talking about every pop star is going to have people who like them and don't like them. I I would guess. Yeah. I would say Beyonce is a person that has only has fans. Like, so you're I don't talking think about I've like ever heard. You're talking about like the tomato meter. Who's the most yeah. right agreed upon? I don't think I've ever heard somebody be like not in a Beyonce or like no, oh, geez, but she really dropped the ball. I mean, I, I do think you're correctly picking the most beloved person there is, but I would say transitioning to a solo artist, she probably got a little bit of like uh huh because tisk tisk. You know, even me, but pre single ladies, I didn't really respect her. You know, but some of that Sasha Fierce stuff is uh, dumb, and then. Now, you know, new album coming out. You're already loved by the whole world, or new album is out. Uh, you're loved by the whole world, and it's you can only really lose them. So maybe she, she, I could see her having some a little bit of static right now. But she certainly has had ten years of being Earth's number yeah. one person. It, it's yeah. nice having chapters like that. And I will say, going back to Life in Pink, it's interesting to see. Uh, I, I like that it kind of took place between two albums. Like you're you're seeing a guy try and replicate something that was successful and prove that it wasn't a lark. That brought him a lot of stress. Well, yeah, for for Colson, but like that's not something I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not something I've it was seen. Easy a ton for us, of. but Colson, he had trouble with it. Like it, it's uh, yeah, it's a weird documentary. It's not like hey, here here's a person recreating their success or making it. It's like here's a guy making. An album and then another album. Like he had a surprise hit and then tried to replicate it to show that it wasn't just a goof. Well, that's that's why I was saying it's it's very much for the fans because it didn't fill me in on who who Machine Gun Kelly is at all. Hmm. Like it it, it it wants you to show up knowing <laughs> the guy's whole story. Uh, <laughs> well, he was from Cleveland, um, and oh, one time Peter. rapped. Stop. Um, he. <laughs> Here's Is Cohog in Cleveland? No, Cleveland's oh, in Cohog. Okay. <laughs> um, Machine Gun Kelly aside, whether or not you like him aside, I do, I do like just watching the, those albums get made. And it's interesting to see the way that rock is made now where it's like, they're like making the song and then he's like, it could use a guitar line. And then he like plays his guitar and they're just kind of like building it in Pro Tools, like mm. rather than like being abandoned. Like no one records live to tape, but still bands do like jam out their songs. And it was interesting to see that this, even his punk album is put together like a hip hop album. A pop album, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, folks, when you're out there making your pop punk album, shoot some video and send it on over to us. We want to see how you're doing. <laughs> we like uh, uh, check 
<laughs> check our inbox and look. Billy Joe Armstrong sent us a, a clip from <laughs> Berkeley. Wow. Nice job, Billy. Maybe you'll uh, make some of yourself someday. I already made an album. God, I still feel so bad for George W. Bush after what Green Day did to him. Well, plus he got that shoe thrown at him. Yeah. Yeah. And his dad threw up that one time. <laughs> <laughs> and his mom's name was Barbara. Yeah, she's good. I like I like Barbara Bush. That's a good look. Babs Bush. <laughs> Babs Bush-o. All right, we've hit the wall here. Folks, we love you so much. Thanks so much for uh, becoming patrons. We love having you here, and we love and the group. And remaining. A lot of people can become uh, patrons, but can they maintain the status? Mm. Yeah. It's one. Yes. You, you can take the reservation. You've got to keep the reservation. Next week, we're going to be talking about Seinfeld, <laughs> the Seinfeld Chronicles, seasons one through eight. Um, when I was a kid, I'd be watching Seinfeld. My dad'd be like, "What you watching there, Seinflush?" And I'm like, "No, <laughs> <laughs> Seinflush. It's not Seinflush. It's Seinfeld." <laughs> oh, that's good. We ought to have him on the podcast sometime. Seinflush. <laughs> and yes. your dad. I'd like to see your dad and Seinfeld duke it out over that Seinflush comment. <laughs> hey, your son told me what you said about my show. <laughs> <laughs> your son hey. said you made fun hey, of me, Timmy. Why'd you have to tell him, Timmy? <laughs> All right, folks. Bye-bye. Bye, folks. Get in the hole.